there. My name's Juanita and you're listening to Addicted to Chaos. I think we're on episode nine now and you know I'm really trying to be more on top of things and you can probably tell the difference because my audio sounds differently but I bought a microphone. So I bought the Samsung Q2U. I spent honestly like (laughs) way too much time watching videos on what fucking microphone to get but I decided to get the Samsung Q2U. So that is what I'm recording with now. I have it set up on its little tripod. I have it plugged into my uh, MacBook right now and I'm recording on GarageBand because that is what I'm using to edit because it's free. It came with my MacBook. And then I've got my um, my Studio Beats uh, Studio 3 headphones on and plugged into the microphone. So it's really strange hearing my voice in my ears and like nothing else like I can't really hear anything else I mean I can hear like my head I can hear because I'm lying against a pillow at the moment so I can hear kind of scratchy noises of my head against the pillow but I'm just kind of hoping that that won't come through the audio because this is obviously the first time I'm fucking using this audio I shit you know I think I spent about 40 minutes before I started this podcast wandering around my apartment where the fuck to set up I just I don't know my back's been hurting me lately like I definitely need to go and get a remedial massage but my back has been hurting me so much lately. I don't want to sit up straight. I don't want to sit up kind of hunched over. I don't feel like sitting on my couch. I don't feel like standing. Honestly, I feel like going for a walk, but I just don't have the energy to go for a walk. And I can't just like walk around holding my fucking laptop and my microphone recording podcast. So I've uh, propped myself up in my bed. I'm on kind of like a slight angle. And um, that's that's how we be do at the moment. That's That's how we be doing. Uh, I've got my little microphone on its little stand on a little, uh, what do you call it? This is like a little, I don't know, like a lap table. Oh, it was like a $20 fold-out lap table that I got from Smoke Mart like a year ago. What, honestly, guys, one of the best fucking things I've ever bought. I fucking love this lap table. It makes me so happy. I, there's so many uses for it. I'm so sorry. I just touched it. You probably heard that in the recording because I heard that in my ears. So whoop. I'm getting used to it. I'm getting used to it. I might end up having to like drape like a blanket or something over the table and I put my microphone on the table and maybe that'll muffle the noise. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I swear to God, if I record this like half hour, 40 minute podcast and no audio comes through, I might just go and shit a break. Like I might, I might genuinely just go and do that. So that's the first part of my little update for today. New audio. I've got a microphone. Super excited about it. Super keen. Next update is I gave myself food poisoning last week. So I had gastro like two weeks ago and that was not fun and I think I mentioned this in my previous episode but I had gastro like two weeks ago and that was just disgusting I felt awful and then last Thursday night last Thursday night yeah last Thursday night I came home from work I had some muesli I ate a couple other things I pretty much ate like a whole punnet of raspberries because oh my gosh raspberries were on special because they're so expensive. You don't you you don't buy raspberries if they're fucking full price unless you're like rich. Anyway, raspberries are on special, so I got some raspberries. Ate my muesli, ate my raspberries, had like maybe a smidge of chocolate, like a protein shake. I don't know what the fuck I ate. Like normal things. Like this is this is like my normal diet. Anyway, and then maybe like half hour, an hour goes by, and I like I swear I could have sworn like a child was kicking inside of my stomach. Like a child was kicking like the, my insides because that's what it felt like. But it was like so painful. But I could, if I put my hands on my stomach, like I could feel something in there trying to get out. And I was just cramping so much. And it was awful. And I was like, no, I've got to go to the toilet. So I went to the toilet and I felt disgusting. As soon as I got up off the toilet, I was like, I need to vomit. And I vomited. 
and I was like, what? What the fuck? I had gastro two weeks ago. Like, surely I'm not still getting over this. Like, I swear I was, I've been fine for like a whole week and a half. I do not have gastro. Anyway, the following day, I I come home and from work and I just let everybody know at work. I was like, just let you know, like I threw up last night. Don't know why. That day I came home from work. I made myself some muesli. Like, and so I have my muesli with milk. Made myself some muesli and I sat down, put on friends and started to eat my muesli. And as I'm like, I take a couple of mouthfuls of my muesli and I'm like, maybe it's, maybe it's the milk. And so anyway, and I'm like, when I'm watching a TV show and I'm eating, of course, like I like to enjoy what I'm eating, but because I'm also like stimulated by watching the TV, like my, my visual is also stimulated. I'm not paying so much attention to like the taste of what I'm eating. Like I, I, I don't know, like that sounds so stupid, but I don't know. Surely there's other people that can relate. Anyway, but then I was like, maybe it's the milk. And so like my next obviously like I'm eating like chocolate like cocoa muesli so I'm eating that and I take a sniff and I'm like you know what this kind of smells a bit funny and so I put down my muesli and (laughs) look at my bowl and I'm like oh and I just get this overwhelming sense of fear of my muesli and I go to my fridge and I pull out my milk and I open the lid and I sniff my milk and I think you know what I don't think, I don't think this is okay to drink. I don't think this is okay to eat. Oh my gosh. I think this is what made me sick last night. So I tip it all down the drain because I remember that I did my shop. I did my food shopping like a couple of days prior and I still had milk in my fridge that I was using, but I did go and get milk. But the thing is, I, as soon as I think of something, I'm like, gotta go and do it. So I do my food shopping and one of the first things I do when I go food shopping is like, I've got a list of five things, but like, like anybody, I walk out of the store with 20 things. So I first grab the first five things that I need. So I'm like, all right, I need muesli, I need milk, I need blah, blah, and blah. So I grab muesli, milk, and blah, blah, blah. And then I go do the rest of my food shopping. So milk is one of the first things that I've grabbed. And I spend, you know, another half an hour walking around fucking Woolworths with the milk in my trolley. And then I continue doing my food shopping. So the milk's already been out of the fridge for half an hour. And then I check out and I put it in my car. And mind you, it's like kind of a warm day. And then I'm like, oh, I should, I should go to Bunnings and I should get some keys cut. So I go to Bunnings, I park, I leave all my food shopping in the car and I go and get some keys cut. But obviously I don't just get keys cut in Bunnings because something else catches my eye. And so I end up wandering around Bunnings for half an hour. And then I'm like, oh shit, I've got still got food shopping in my car. So I'm like, oh crap, better take that home. And then from the Bunnings that I went to that day, it was about a 10, 15 minute drive back home. So obviously then I drive 10, 15 minutes back home. And then I get home and I put my shopping on the counter and then I just realize I'm so hungry. And so I completely forget to fucking put my shopping away. I know guys, this is, this is how my brain works. So I completely forget to put my shopping away and I make myself some food and I sit down and I watch a 25 minute episode of Friends. So I spent half an hour. So I went to Woolworths. I put milk in my cart. The milk was in my cart for half an hour while I'm wandering around. Then I drove to Bunnings and I was in Bunnings for half an hour. And then I spent another 10, 15 minutes driving home. And then when I got home, I watched a 20 minute episode of Friends. And so this milk has been out of the fridge for a couple hours now. And then I realized, oh shit, better put my shopping away. But I was still using like my other milk. So I was, it was still drinking fine milk. But then it was the Thursday after I got home from work that I opened this new milk and I used it for the first time with that muesli. So in conclusion, I'm an idiot. I drank spoiled milk. And gave myself food poisoning. Full stomach cramps. 
was not fun on the toilet. Obviously, vomiting is not fucking fun. I'm on the phone to my mum, like, I don't even know what's going on. I'm like, I'm, I'm fucking sick. Like, why am I throwing up again? Like, do I still have gastro? And it took me a whole fucking day of me questioning to figure out the fact that you just can't leave milk out of the fridge for that long. Especially in your hot car when you're wandering around Bunnings for half a fucking hour. So, lesson learned. After you do your food shopping, go straight home and put it away. Especially the cold shit. Put it in the fridge. First thing. So I've learned my lesson because food poisoning was not fucking fun. And I just, I'm such an idiot because I just, I did it to myself. Like, who does that? I'm sure there's other people out there at the time, but I'm, I'm a fucking idiot. On another note, on a happier note, I'm a woman of all trades. And I put up some shelves in my apartment yesterday. So today's Monday when I'm recording this. And yesterday was Sunday. And uh, just, you know, randomly, I was like, I had these shelves that I used to have in my old room at my mum's house. And I took them down like months ago and I haven't put them up in my apartment yet. So I saw them and I was like, you know what? I'm running out of places to put plants. <laughs> so I put up some shelves and now I put plants on them. And, oh, it looks so great. I've got like my little ladder, which is covered in fairy lights. I've got some of my pothos, which is like gear devil's ivy, which is kind of climbing down the ladder. And then I've got all my plants. Not all of my plants. I've got more plants, but I've got, you know, about half of my plants at the base. And then I've got a couple more plants up on the shelves and it just looks so pretty. And I'm very, very happy with that. And I absolutely fucking love my plant babies. Ugh. I also, I have a, a housemate moving in this uh, weekend, so I'm very excited about that. But I am, like, there is part of me that's got almost, like, I know that PTSD is, like, a serious condition, but, like, a very, very mild, mild case. Just kind of a little bit, a little bit stressed just from previous things that have happened with previous housemates. So, apart from living with my family, I once lived for three months in a shared house with three other people, and those people were super, super nice. Um, and we didn't get in each other's space. And honestly, like the people there, they were absolutely fine. But it was only three months. Otherwise, my last rental that I lived with, I lived with a friend, first of all, who turned out to be an absolute crazy bitch who I'm not friends with anymore. Uh, and then I lived with a man. And he was fine. He just got a little bit arrogant in the end. And that kind of shut me off. But he ended up moving away because he got a job interstate. And then I ended up living with another friend who she was absolutely fine to live with. But then when I came to moving out, um, she ended up costing me some money because she didn't clean up some shit. And so we're not friends anymore. Purely because I just... She was a lot of effort. I still I still have, I guess, love for her. But, like, I, she was a lot of effort. And so she doesn't want to be in my life because she got pissed at me because I nagged her to clean her room. And she didn't clean her room. And then it ended up costing me money because the rental people took it out of my bond because she was on the lease, but I was on the lease. Anyway, I could do, like, a whole different fucking episode about the issues that I have had previously living with people. But I'm just really hoping that it works out this time. And this time I think that, you know, because I own my apartment, you know, it'll be more like, you know, I get final say on things. It's not like I have to, it's not like I have to be like, oh, like we can't do this because the, you know, the landlord doesn't want us doing that. But, oh, you've already done it. Oh, I need to keep it a secret from the landlord. Like, no, I own the house. I don't want you doing that. Don't do it. Kind of a thing. But I'm not going to be a fucking bitch. Like, I'm not a bitch. Like, I think I'm a pretty easy person to live with. I'm a nice person. I kind of keep to myself. I keep things clean. You know, I do like to socialize. So I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I said to this girl, I was like, we'll do a three month trial. We'll see how it goes. And then if we, you know, work well as housemates, then like you can just continue living with me because I don't have any plans to move out of here. One day, I think I would like to move interstate. I would probably really like to move to Queensland purely because I just love like humid weather because Adelaide is just so fucking cold all the time. Like we're in autumn at the moment and we're headed back into colder weather and it's just... I can feel it. 
but as far as an update goes i think that's all i've got to update you guys on so we'll get into like the the meat of this episode which is i want to talk about physical insecurities i was originally just going to call this episode uh insecurities but then i realized i have a lot like we broke we have physical insecurities and then we also have like emotional and mental insecurities and for this episode specifically i just want to talk about physical insecurities because as confident as i am and as happy as so many people think i am and as amazing as i portray my life on social media you know and i'm going to festivals all the fucking time I still have insecurities about myself like you know and as hard as I might work on my body as well as I might do my makeup sometimes as well as I might look after my hair and my nails and you know I try and feed myself the right things apart from the occasional fucking chocolate and bourbon binge but anyway I still have my insecurities there are still things about me that I cannot change unless I decide to go under the knife and I don't want to have surgery it's just not I don't want to have any of those surgeries at least not yet anyway I do I have this fear of, I have a fear of well, death in general, but I have this fear of like aging. I don't ever want to, I don't like the idea of wrinkles. I don't like the idea of saggy skin, but I'm scared to look different to where I am now. I said, that's something that scares me. And that's like, a, I guess you could say that's like a physical insecurity that I have because I don't want to look different to what I do now. And I think that also comes down to like, I did a podcast episode on identity and because I, I have such a... A strong connection to my identity obviously my face like everybody's face is a part of their identity and so that's like when people get like when, when they're in like an accident and something happens to their face like it's hard for them to adapt because their face has changed and so I think I'm just scared because I identify so strongly with my face right now and eventually I, th- I don't know I think I just need to fucking get over myself to be honest anyway I just kind of want to list my the other insecurities that I have about myself, like my physical insecurities. But then at the end of this episode, I'm going to talk about things that I actually like about myself because there are quite a few things that I like about myself and I do think it's important to love yourself. But like anybody else, I am a human. I know, I know. I am a human and I there are still things that I don't like about myself and I have learned to accept certain things. I accept certain things better sometimes than I do at other times. But here are some of my physical insecurities. So I'm five foot three. I'm 161.5 centimeters tall. And I have always been insecure about my height. I have always been the shortest kid. I was always the shortest kid in school. I hit puberty pretty early on. I hit puberty about like 10. And so I kind of grew. And I didn't grow taller than everybody else, but I kind of caught up to everybody else. And so I remember in school photos, I was always at the front of the group because I was always the shortest. And then there was like somewhere around, yeah, age like 9, 10, 11, that I started to be put in like the middle of everyone. And I was like, or like on the like the taller end of people. And I was like, wow, I, you know, even some of the guys, like I was taller than some of the guys. And I was like, this, this is like, this doesn't happen to me. Oh, I've caught up to everybody. But then of course, everybody else hit puberty and everybody else fucking grew. And I was the shortest one again. And so I don't think I've actually grown since I was about 12 years old. I've been five foot three since I was 12. (laughs) And there are certain things that are great about being small. Like I find it fairly easy to find boys that are taller than me. And, you know, I'm allowed to wear heels and still be shorter or same height as other people like I don't look like a giant when I can find pants that fit my bum they're either the right length on me like long ways or they're too long and so then I have to hem them like I don't ever have the problem where I get like ankle freezes but then there are certain downfalls to being shorter when I was 13 I tried out for the dolly model search so for those of you who don't know supermodel Miranda Kerr she was founded through the Australian dolly model search so dolly magazine is a magazine and they have this model search um and it used to happen like every year 
way back when and this was how like Miranda Kerr was founded so when I was 13 this kind of program came to Adelaide and I tried out for it and you know did little like walk the catwalk thing you know you hand in your flyers you talk to the judges about yourself or whatever they straight up told me that I was too short to be a model and I bawled my eyes out that night I was so upset I was like I'm too short for this like this sucks so obviously, you know, that was really heartbreaking and that really like cut deep a little bit for a while. And even though I was told that at 13, it still like played a part of, oh, I, I can't be a, like, even though when I did my graduate collection, I purposely took on a model who was five foot three, who was my height because I wanted to give them a chance. And there are so many models out there now. And like models are so wildly accepted now and models of all different varieties are so accepted now that you can be a model at five foot three you can be a model as a size 16 like you can be like whoever the fuck you are you can be a model you can be a model and like have half a head you know you you can anybody can be a model but because I just I have it in my head because I was told by this modeling agency like this group of people who you know that's what they did they chose models because I was told by them at 13 that I couldn't that I was too short to be a model I've always had it in my head that I can't be a model. But like, anybody can be a fucking model. And it's also led to things like, am I pretty enough? Like, I'm, I'm clearly not tall enough, but am I pretty enough? Like, is there something else that's wrong with me? Is it just my height? Like, everything, just everything kind of, like, plays in your mind. So, that kind of sucks. And I am kind of, like, getting over that. Um, it, you know, it's taken me about 10 years now. I'm 23. So it's taken me like 10 fucking years. And then, you know, there's other obvious things that come with being shorter. Like, I can't reach my fucking top cupboards in my in my kitchen and so I end up having to either get a stool or I end up climbing on top of my cupboard and sometimes I fall down and then I fucking bang a limb on something else and then end up getting a bruise and so I've got a million bruises all over my legs and other than various parts of my body just because I constantly fall down off things because I, I climb up to try and get something but because I'm too short I fall down uh, yeah so my height is definitely one of my biggest insecurities another one of my insecurities is like my ass and my thighs so I have always been pear-shaped um, I have always been a bit bottom heavy. I have always had thick thighs and quite a large bottom. Uh, and then I've got kind of a smaller waist and then like I've never had an issue finding like bras. I've never had an issue finding tops, jackets, always found an issue finding shorts and pants, always. And even like underwear sometimes, though I have found like specific brands that just fucking work with underwear. It makes me so happy. But pants and shorts I can never fucking find. And so that was actually... There are many reasons why I decided to study fashion. But uh, one of the biggest ones was because I wanted to learn how to properly sew. Because I've always known how to sew. But obviously there are so many different techniques. And I had no idea how many techniques there were to sew until I obviously did fashion school. But one of those... One of the reasons that I did study fashion was because I wanted to learn how to make pants and alter pants properly to fit my body. Because my waist is about 68 to 70 centimetres and then my ass is like, I think it's about a metre and five centimetres or something, like the diameter from around my bum, like my hip circumference there, um, to my waist. And so I can never find fucking pants that fit me. And if it wasn't for Kim Kardashian, like a lot of my friends say, oh, like you've got such a great body shape, like... Um, you're so curvy, you know, like, look at your, like, little, like, look at your little waist and look at your big bum, like, wow. But you know what, guys, if it wasn't for fucking Kim Kardashian, we'd still be admiring women with, like, those stick figure frames and no asses and thigh gaps and, like, anorexia just in general. And I don't even like Kim Kardashian. I think it's just, I don't know, I just don't get the Kardashians. 
And as trending as my body shape might be, I just can't find fucking clothes to fit me. And since, you know, I have found certain brands that fit my body shape more than others. Like I, I own a lot of pants from Beck and Bridge. My favorite pair of jeans are from this brand called New. Um, so I have found brands that do fit my body shape. And I obviously do know how to alter clothes now. So it's not such an issue. But I, but because I hold my weight in my thighs and my ass predominantly, it has always been such a huge insecurity of mine because, you know, I can, you know, really trim down my arms. I can trim down my waist and I can trim down like my, I've never had an issue with my calves or my ankles or anything like that. But I just, I do have stubborn fat around my thighs and my, my ass and I do get silly like, around that area. And it's, it's, it has always been an insecurity of mine. So even though, you know, like people might admire my body shape sometimes, it's still insecurity of mine. It's, you know, it's because what happens when my body shape's not trending anymore? What happens when we go back to admiring really, really thin girls or girls with really, really big boobs and no bum? Like what happens then? And also because I have a big bum, I get like objectified a lot more than people who don't have big bums. Or like, for example, I could do a whole fucking story time on this, but basically there was like one day in sports day where all the girls used to wear little like biker shorts on sports day. And this one time I wore little biker shorts because I always like dressed up for sports day. But this one year I wore little biker shorts and this woman, this teacher who would have been like, I don't know, 55 or 60 or something like that between the, between that age, around that age, she told me that I need to go and put pants on because she could see like my bum it was like offending her and I said well what about those girls and she said well those girls don't have as much as you and I was like well what the fuck like this is just my body shape fuck off bitch (laughs) another one of my insecurities lately has been my stomach just I feel like I've been like really like bloated lately I don't know what is going on with me but I okay I used to have there was one point in time where I did have a six-pack I swear there was one point in time where I did have a six pack. I still consider myself to be a dancer, but I used to do dance a whole lot often than I do now. And I used to have quite a flat stomach and I still have a relatively flat stomach and you can still kind of see some of the outlines, but I don't have a six pack anymore. And I've also been bloated lately. And I don't know why it must be something that, that I'm eating. I must've like changed up my diet somehow, but I'm just feeling a little bit bloated. And for whatever reason, it just, I can't fucking get rid of it. Like in the mornings I wake up, it's great. But then at nighttime after I've eaten dinner, and obviously I know once you eat, your stomach is going to enlarge a little bit because you've just fucking eaten food. Obviously I understand that, but that's something that I've also been a little bit insecure about lately. Um, because, which is kind of sad because I've always had such a flat stomach. I have always identified with having a flat stomach. And now lately, because I've just been so bloated all the time, I don't have a flat stomach and it's kind of fucking with my head. I think I just need to get over myself. Another one of my biggest insecurities are my feet. So my, I have size five ladies feet. Yes, I do fit into children's sizes as well. I, a lot of my, a lot of the shoes I do buy are children's shoes. And actually all of the socks I own are children's socks because my feet are so fucking small. But the thing is as well, I've got bunions. So as short, like as short as my feet might be, I, I've got wide feet because of my bunions and my bunions hurt me so fucking much. I've got my grandpa's feet. So I was born with bunions. But then also dancing didn't help my bunions. And I was told that I couldn't go on point. Not that ballet was my fucking thing anyway. Ballet was not my thing. But I was told that I couldn't go on point with ballet shoes because my feet would have like genuinely snapped. And my feet will probably snap in like the coming years as well if I don't get surgery in my bunions. So I actually recently found out that my healthcare fund will cover the surgery for my bunions. It's just about actually booking with a surgeon and going through that whole process again and getting x-rays and blah, blah, blah. And then getting the surgery. But then there's like the recovery time. Like the recovery time after surgery is about six weeks. And then I've just got to have physio after that. 
and it'll all be worth it once it gets done but my feet excluding all of the pain and the issues that come with bunions my feet are not pretty my feet look gross and so I hate wearing heels if you see me in heels like just don't fucking look at my feet you'll pretty much always find me in boots and if I'm not wearing boots if I'm just walking around with like no shoes on you'll, you'll find me in socks like I'm not just walking around bare feet I actually walk around bare feet in my apartment now but it's just because it's me it's just me like I'm the only one who sees my feet but yeah even in the summertime going to the beach I'll wear sand shoes because I also wear orthotics as well because of my bunions because my feet are in pain walking around with like flat feet it just fucking hurts as well so I've got orthotics I know I, I've got arthritis and I wear orthotics in my shoes I literally sound like an 85 year old woman I know my knees also piss me off because I've got rheumatoid arthritis whenever I've got like it hasn't happened in a few years like now but my knees when I used to go through episodes where they would like swell up my knees just looked disgusting. It's like, you know, when people have like fat ankles and have got cankles, it was like that, but I had that on my knees and it was just gross. And obviously it was just like swelling because of my rheumatoid arthritis and there's nothing I could do about it apart from like kind of change up my medication and then eventually get it right so it would fix it. But you know, that wasn't very fun. I don't really have that issue anymore, but like that used to be an insecurity of mine, especially because I would be a dancer and I would wear shorts a lot and I'd be in dance class and I'd be like looking at my knees in the mirror in comparison to everybody else's knees. <laughs> so fucking stupid comparing, comparing like fucking knees. But I was like, oh my god, my knees look fucking ginormous. Not a fan of my nose sometimes. So my I my background is, as far as I know, it's like German, English, Austrian, and Dutch. And so I've got not like a huge horn nose, um, but I've definitely got... <laughs> I say that with love because I've got family who have like those, you know, witchy poo noses. Um, but no, I've just got like a little bump on, in the center of my nose. Uh, because you know my family is from Europe like my uh, my heritage is from Europe and so like everybody's got a bump on their nose I don't have any like Asian in my family that I know of because like Asians have really nice like really nice shaped noses um, but I do have a little bump in the middle of my, my nose and from certain angles it does piss me off not necessarily like my side on profile or like my front profile but there's certain angles you can catch me on where, you, where I just look at my nose and I think oh that looks a bit bent like <laughs> doesn't look quite right and also fucking couple weeks ago um one of the guys picked up the fact that when I talk my nose moves up and down with my mouth and so now I've been watching everybody that I know every time I'd like talk to somebody I watch their nose and I watch to see whether their nose moves or not and honestly it's so glad finding other people like whose noses move with their mouth because a lot of people's don't but anyways that's another thing that's my that's my party trick my my nose moves with my mouth ta-da in high school, I had acne. I had like cystic acne all over my jaw specifically. And it like, it didn't even look like I had a jawline. So that made me super, super insecure. So I went on some medication for that. And obviously like, as I grew older, my acne eventually like dissipated as well. Uh, and I've, you know, spent a lot of years doing, going through various um, skincare routines, trying to clear up all the scarring as well, because I'm a, uh, because I'm a notorious picker of my skin. Like when I've got like a, like zit or something like I can't help but like pick it and I hate myself for it but obviously because I do that I end up with scars but if you're in high school and you're listening to this and you have acne try some medication if it's if it works for you talk to your doctor first but just know that as you grow older it should clear up eventually because I spent you know a good five years telling my mum I'm gonna have acne forever and she used to say when you grow up it'll clear up and I'd never believed her but you know what now I'm 23 and I barely have acne I get spots here and there and sometimes I'll grow a horn but you know like the horn will fall off so it's fine another one of my insecurities is also my forehead so I actually have a forehead and what I mean by that is when I 
put four of my fingers together and I put it on my forehead that's like the size of my forehead so I've actually got like a four-figured forehead <laughs> that's so stupid but I do I have a forehead but I do have quite an oval shaped face and I do have like quite not a large forehead I think I've got a standard forehead but I definitely have a few friends who have like smaller foreheads than me and sometimes I think well maybe I might want your forehead but you know what? I've got to deal with my forehead but the issue I have with my forehead is that I've got like mad wi-fi and what I mean by that is when I raise my eyebrows, I've got like a couple creases that happen above my eyebrows. And so I, this guy that I went to primary school with, who I'm actually still friends with now, in year five, he like pointed at me and he said, oh, you've got like, that's a mad connection you've got there. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? And he said, you know, that Wi-Fi on your forehead. And I was like, oh my fucking God. So if ever I refer to someone having Wi-Fi on their forehead, I mean that they've just got like some, some wrinkles when they raise their eyebrows. And so that's also been one of my insecurities. I actually did get Botox a couple years ago, um, injected into my forehead. So for a good four, three, four months, I couldn't raise my eyebrows and therefore I didn't have those wrinkles. But obviously Botox is just a, um, a liquidated protein um, which stops your muscles from moving and it only lasts, I think, up to six months or something, something stupid like that and it costs way too much money. So obviously I'm <laughs> not rich. And I cannot afford doing that to myself and I would rather put my money into my apartment and pay off my mortgage than get fucking Botox. Uh, you know, eventually one day I think I would like to start getting Botox again provided that it's not actually going to do me any long-term harm uh, because I just that is something that I really don't like and if I can use it as a preventative as well because I've got a couple of friends who said that they've been using it as a preventative for the last five years so that they don't get wrinkles there because obviously like if you smile a lot you're going to get those little like wrinkles next to your eyes or if you frown a lot you're going to get wrinkles like in between your eyebrows and then if you have an emoji face like me and a very expressive face then and you're raising your eyebrows a lot then you're obviously going to get wrinkles in on your forehead like if your forehead kind of creases in the way that mine does and I don't want permanent lines up there you know as I said I'm scared of fucking aging like I don't want that to happen I'm not ready for my face to look like that yet so that's another one of my insecurities and I swear I've got like I and, I and I'm sure like I've got so many other like little insecurities and stuff but like honestly I could fucking ramble about I could pick myself to pieces and I could ramble on forever about everything that I don't like about myself but you know what let's start talking about the things that I do love about myself because with everything that I don't like, like about myself I like more things about myself than I don't like so I'm going to tell you those things now because we're going to be body positive we're going to stop hating on ourselves and this is what I like about myself so I like my eyes I do like my eyes my eyes have always been I don't know, people tell me that I've got fairly large eyes and um, that I've got like larger pupils than some people. Um, I get told that quite a bit actually. And I do like the color of my eyes. So when I was a child, I actually had really deep blue, like ocean blue, like dark blue eyes. But as I've like aged and grown, my eyes have kind of dulled in color. So they're a little more gray. Around my pupil, I've got this little like yellow star ring type thing. Um, I've actually got a very similar eye color to my friend Sasha in Sydney. So she and I actually have very similar eye colors, but I swear my eyes look a little more gray than hers. Like hers definitely look a little more blue in my opinion, but I have always liked my eyes and I've always liked my eye color. I like the fact that I, I do appreciate brown eyes on people and my mum has brown eyes and my brother has hazel eyes, but I love the fact that I have my eye color and I, I've got like my bluish grayish kind of greenish eyes and my eyes also look different like a different color depending on what I'm wearing as well so like if I'm wearing blue the blue will pop more if I'm wearing green the green will pop more if I'm wearing gray people tell me I've got gray eyes um but I do like my eyes and I like that color it's probably like my favorite thing about myself overall I think 
Another thing I like about myself is my hair. I especially love my hair now that it has grown back. So I think as I mentioned in my last podcast about things I'm loving, I am loving the length of my hair and I'm just loving my hair in general again because uh, as of this year in August, it'll be five years since I shaved my head. So I I completely shaved my head. I went down to a two and I didn't have any hair and prior to that I had spent a couple years bleaching my hair and box dyeing my hair and my hair was just absolutely dead stripped of all life awful and I always had such nice hair growing up and my mum never let me do anything to my hair so the minute that I was like thought I was old enough I was like right I'm doing all this to my hair and I completely fucked it up so now that my hair is back it is strong it is healthy it is long I am so happy and that is one of the many things that I love about myself there I remember watching an interview like quite a few years ago of um Jamie Jordan and Dakota Johnson um they starred in Fifty Shades of Grey and I remember they were getting asked questions and they got asked the question what's the sexiest thing about a woman and Jamie Jordan said hair And I thought about it for a while and I was like, you know what? I definitely think that hair on a woman is very sexy and how she styles it is very sexy and it can make or break your appearance. And obviously we use hair as more, more like an accessory these days than we do anything else. Like if, if, you know, if we get cold and we don't have hair on our head, we just put a beanie on our head. Like our hair is definitely more or less an accessory these days. And so obviously after graduating from fashion school and having grown up and loving fashion my entire life I'm so happy that I now have this accessory again because and I absolutely love my hair and I love that it is healthy again makes me so happy another thing I like about myself are my eyebrows um I used to overpluck my eyebrows and I used to have really really thin eyebrows I was watching the video of me shaving my head um in 2018 and I was looking at my eyebrows in that video and I was thinking Oh my god, my friends were right. I definitely overplucked my eyebrows. I looked like I had those really thin, like, 90s eyebrows. But since then, I've let them grow out, and I still do my eyebrows myself, but they're definitely not as thin as they used to be, and I'm definitely a lot happier with my eyebrows now. And I've definitely figured out what products work best with them when I'm doing my makeup, and yeah, so I do, I do like my eyebrows. In general, I like the shape of my face. Um, because I have an oval-shaped face, a lot, like, a lot of hairstyles go with the shape of my face. I can wear a lot of different kind of... Um, cut tops um so a lot of different necklines go with my face I just like the fact that I've got a jawline I also just like my face because obviously I can see my mum in my face and I absolutely adore my mum and I can see my dad in my face and I absolutely adored my dad when he was alive um and so I just like I just yeah I like the shape of my face I like where my cheekbones sit um I find it really easy easy to apply makeup to my face because A lot of the people that I watch on YouTube have similar face shapes to mine and so therefore I just need to copy them and follow what they do to know what I'm doing. But yeah, just in general, like the shape of my face, it's just really easy. I think I've got a very generic looking face. Like I've just got one of those faces. Um, And obviously my friends will be like, no way, I could pick you out in a crowd. But I have had that many people come up to me in my life and be like, oh, like I I swear I know you from somewhere. I'm like, I have never seen you before in my life. You do not know me. (laughs) I, I swear I've just got one of those faces. I like my uh, décolletage area, my décolletage, uh, which is like my um, my collarbone, like my chest kind of area and like um, where my shoulders are, my, like my décolletage, like where necklaces sit. Um, I like this, this area. I just like the way that my collarbones sit um, and I like the way that jewellery sits on me. Uh, the only thing that I dislike about that is like when I get a suntan, my chest doesn't tan evenly because I spent so many years applying perfume directly to my chest uh, which is not good for you by the way you shouldn't do that and it ruins your skin but 
uh, like as far as like the shape goes, I do like this area of myself. And I think that's also why, why I find it really easy to wear different kind of necklines and cuts of tops and things like that. I like my ankles. I don't have cankles. I've got really thin ankles and I just think that it helps balance out the fact that I've got really small feet. <laughs> so the fact that I've got little ankles, that makes me happy because if I had big ankles and then my little feet, I think that would just look super weird. No, no shade on anybody who has thick ankles and little feet. Good for you. My mum has kind of thicker ankles and then little feet. Love my mum though. She's beautiful. But I'm just happy that I've got my, my little thin ankles. I do like my ankles. I like my forearms. My forearms. I um, I can see all my little veins in my forearms and I like that. Especially when I've got a pump going at the gym. I feel like the fucking Hulk. If you saw me, like if, you see, if you've seen any photos of me, if you know me in person, you'll be like, Juanita, you're definitely not the fucking Hulk. Shut up. But, and I know I'm not the Hulk. It's just that when I've got veins popping out of my arms, it makes me feel like the Hulk and I feel strong. And I think the veins popping out of your arms are really cool. And I think they're really attractive on men as well. Like when I see a man who's like just been working out or if he hasn't been working out and he's just got like this permanent veins in his arms, I'm like, ooh, like you're fit. You know what I mean? Um, but I do like my forearms and I can see like my forearm, I do have quite slender forearms and I can see the little muscles in my forearms and I don't like by any means look super thin in that area, but I just look lean and I look healthy in this area. And so I'm very happy with my forearms. It's such a weird part of your body to like, but I do. I also like my nails. I talked about this in my last episode as well, things that I'm loving at the moment, but how I love like my nail file and how like, because I'm taking care of my nails, I like them more, but my, I swear I've never had healthier nails ever. So I used, to, I've had the flimsiest nails like forever and it's always because I've been like iron deficient or I like my body doesn't absorb protein as well as it should. And so I've always had really shitty nails. And while I was worked in retail, I always had acrylic nails. Okay. That's just why people in retail did, but then obviously like Changed my job, decided not to have that, got a mortgage, couldn't afford them anyway. So blah, blah, blah. I've had to learn to look after my natural nails and I love them. I definitely don't want to go back to acrylics now. I just love the natural look of my nails and they're growing, guys. And I shaped them the other day and so they're all a really nice length. They're a really nice shape. And I just can't believe it. I can't believe that I have these, like these are my nails. I also love my moles. So because of my ethnicity, I have moles all over my body. Uh... I have had two moles in my life cut out so far. Um, just out of precaution, they haven't been cancerous or anything, um, but just out of precaution, I have had two moles cut out so far and I should probably actually go and make an appointment with my doctor and get my moles checked out again because I haven't had that done in a couple of years. But I do love all of my moles. I grew up with my mum calling them beauty spots, so they are my beauty spots and I fucking love them. And I just think it, it makes me and it's, you know, it's a part of like where I come from, like very European skin. And I've also got freckles on my nose as well. And like since having like my acne clear up from high school and, you know, now that I've got smoother skin, like you can actually see that I've got some freckles on my nose. And I'm like, wow, I never realized that I had freckles. How cute are these? I don't just, I don't know. I think like little like moles and little like freckles are so cute. And I've always had this one mole. It's like quite large. It's underneath my left eye. I love it because it's always been like a part of me. And so, you know how like some people have like birthmarks? I know that moles aren't birthmarks, but I have had this mole since I was born. I don't know if you have all your moles since you were born, but anyway, this mole, it's always been a part of me. It's always been there and it's been like my marks since I was little. And so I, I identify heavily with that mole underneath my eye. So I, if I ever had to get that mole removed, I think I'd be quite taken aback and it'd take me a while to get used to my face without that mole because I love that mole so much. I just love all of my moles, but especially that one. I like my smile, especially since I got my teeth all fixed up. So I used to have a crossbite because like my dad had a crossbite and so I've got my dad's teeth. And um, I used to have 
I used to get a lot of pain when I was chewing and stuff. So one day I decided to make the decision to get Invisalign and I got Invisalign. I had that for just over a year and that straightened up my teeth. And um, so now that I'm smiling properly, I do quite like my smile. And um, so now I've just got to focus on like whitening my teeth because my teeth could be whiter. But you know what? We're just, we're still getting over the whole gingivitis thing. I'm pretty sure all of my gingivitis is gone because I talked about in my episode stress that I've got stress-induced gingivitis. It's just fucking stupid and who, who knew that was a fucking thing? Not me. But anyway, so now that like my gingivitis is like pretty much all cleared up, I'm going to focus on like whitening my teeth now. But yeah, I do like my smile, especially now since the, because smiling means you're happy. And I just like, you know, when I'm happy, just I'm smiling. And so why wouldn't I like my smile? You know, everybody should like their smile. I like my boobs. I do like my boobs. I am a size 10D in bras and I'm not afraid to share that. I am a 10D and I have been a 10D since I was about 18, 19. I've been a 10D actually. Yeah. 18, I think I've been a 10D for. And because I think I've actually worn the same bra. I think I've had the same bras for the last like three years now. Yeah, I should probably upgrade them. They're probably a bit a bit worn out. Anyway, I'm a 10D and I love my boobs because they don't sag. They actually sit really nicely on me. I kind of feel like Rachel from Friends because there's this episode that, which I've recently watched where she's like, it's okay, I've got good boobs. <laughs> like, as that's what I say to people. I'm like, if someone sees my boob, it's like, it's okay, I've got good boobs. Um, but I do like my boobs. They sit really nicely. I like the shape of them. I think they complement my frame and how short I am and because they, they still sit perky because I am still 23 and I wear proper sports bras when I'm exercising so that I don't ruin the tissue and fuck them up. Um, so I think one day when I do decide to have children, um, if I can have children, hopefully I can, I do want to breastfeed and I know that that will impact uh, my boobs and they will probably sag one day. And so, you know, I might end up having surgery on them after that. Uh, but who knows, I might one day learn to accept the fact that that's what happens to the female body when, you know, you decide to go through childbirth. But um, yeah, right now, currently, love my boobs. Don't want them to change. And the last thing that I want to talk about that I like about my body are the dimples in my lower back. Um, it's just always been a sign of, well, dimples in, in your lower back, I think are like a sign of health or whatever. But uh, just growing up watching like, you know, Step Up and those dance movies or like the Honey movies, they were always wearing like low waisted pants and you could always see the dimples in the back of the girl's um, back. And I always th- thought it was like so, such like a hot thing. And I was like, oh, like I want dimples in my, in my lower back. And then as like I went through puberty, I did develop more defined dimples in my lower back. And so, yeah, I am, I am holding on to everything to keep my dimples in my lower back and to, you know, not put it on weight because I know that because I store all of my fat in my thighs and my ass and obviously the dimples in my back are just above my ass. So if I put in any more fat in my fucking ass, then the dimples are going to, you won't be able to see them anymore. So I'm holding, holding onto those dimples for dear life, but because I do really like my dimples. I don't know, weird thing to like, but I like them. So yeah, those are all of my insecurities uh, slash things that I like about myself because, you know, as much as I don't like things about myself, I do love myself because... You know, I need to love my body. It is my vessel of life. You know, I have my issues with it. Um, But I do like more things about my body than I don't like or that I'm insecure about. And even though I have health issues, like everybody's got their own health issues, my body as a whole does a great job at functioning and keeping me alive. And, you know, that's the most important thing. Just know that if you have insecurities and sometimes you don't like things about your body, Every, everybody doesn't like certain things about their body, even fucking supermodels, I'm sure. I'm sure if you fucking Googled supermodels that don't like their body, you'll find fucking something, you know what I mean? So I'm here to tell you that I'm a human. My name is Juanita. I take care of myself. I eat healthy. But you know what? I still fuck with my head. I still have my insecurities. 
there are still things that I would like to pick apart about myself and fix and change and alter and rip off. But I love my body. I make it a habit to find things about my body that I like. I appreciate my body because it, it is what holds my soul. It is what keeps me alive. It is my vessel of life. And just like I believe you should treat everybody with kindness, you should also treat yourself with kindness. And that means treating your body with kindness and not hating on yourself. And I was actually listening to a podcast recently, um, a podcast episode from Olivia Neal's in a monologue where she talks about how, like how to get comfortable with your body. And she talks about how standing in front of the mirror naked, even though it might be really uncomfortable to get, begin with, it's a really great way to get comfortable with your body. And I stand in front of the mirror sometimes and I think, mm, ugh. but other times I stand in front of the mirror and I think, you know what? This is my body. Like, how great is that? I don't know. I'll stand there and I'll be like, look at my tits. <laughs> and even if you don't have tits, find something else in your body that you love. You know, it just has to be one thing. And then it might snowball from there. But just learn to appreciate your body because it is what keeps you alive. Okay. The reason that you're alive is because you have a body. If you didn't have a body, you wouldn't be alive. At least not yet anyway. Not until they can put our brains in fucking containers. But you know what? I think I would rather have a human body than have a, just a brain in a container. Because I don't think brains are very attractive on their own. Anyway, I'm going to shut the fuck up. I'm going to go and eat something and then I'm going to go to bed because you know what? I'm hungry and I'm tired. I'm tired and I'm hungry. Anyway, guys, I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode. I hope that it made you feel a little more positive about your body. And I hope that it reminded you that you're not alone in feeling the certain things that you feel because you know what? We're all human and we're allowed to feel things. Anyway, I wish you all a good night, sweet dreams, and I'll talk to you guys in my next episode. Bye.